Hey, friends, before we get started today, you know, we're part of the That Sounds Fun Network, and one of the shows we love that's on the network with us is the Matthew West Podcast. Joining Matthew on his podcast are some of his favorite artists and authors, athletes, influencers, uh, Mark Hall from Casting Crowns, Max Licato, Sadie and Corey Robertson, NBA star Cody Zeller. Y'all, it's so great. And in addition, listeners get behind the scenes every month and every episode, really, and experience some really powerful stories behind his music. And then he does a VIP like Q&A once a month. It's a great show. I love listening. Yeah, same. How are we not doing behind the scenes of our music writing? (laughs) Huge miss. Great (laughs) note, Matthew. Episodes are released every Wednesday, and there are some great episodes uh, to listen to Uncomfortable Conversations with Emmanuel Acho, who I like love him. John Steingard's Journey Through Doubt, and Priscilla Shire's Prayer Strategy. Definitely give Matthew S. Podcast a listen. Absolutely. Man, those two John Steingard episodes just made me cry. They were beautifully done. Um, You guys, wherever you're listening to this, you can also listen to the Matthew West Podcast. So go over there, subscribe. We think you'll love it. Good morning, Edward. Happy Friday. Annie, it is nice to chat with you this Friday. And uh, like, let's just say off the bat, it is also fake Friday. This it's time, Friday. totally my my fault. I mean, it's not a fault thing. No, we just but have I'm, things. I'm going camping this Friday with some friends. Oh, great news. And I also don't know why I called it camping. Why I really, would you call it camping? Because we're running an Airbnb next to a lake that's a house. And there's no camping about it. It feels like camping because we're like doing a nature-esque kind of weekend. But there's huh. nothing camping about it. Very interesting. But what word would you call it? Uh, I-, I needed a quick word. Yeah, I don't know. Going on a... People will say glamping, but it's not. No, it's, it's a not house. A... It's not even glamping, right? It's not a nice right. tent. Yeah, I'm just going on a... Just a friend's weekend? Okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah. a friend's weekend. Sure. Yeah. Just a bunch of bros, maybe? Or is it couples? Uh, it is. It is. I wouldn't call us bros, but it is me and two of my oldest, dearest friends. And we get together at least once a year and do this. And so I was about to say, s- what's the genesis? But the genesis is old friends, y'all do this once a year. Yeah, we usually do it around our birthdays, but it kind of February time-ish, but it didn't quite work out. And so we waited. And so we're like out on the St. John's River and we rented a boat and we're just going to spend. It's really great. We basically just set ourselves up to chat for 72 hours so chatting on a golf course chatting on a boat chatting outside while we grill just how long have y'all been friends gosh i have known these guys college guys or high school guys uh college yeah i don't really have many friends from high school it's not like a big choice but like college was when i feel like i really like understood my peeps Mm. so um yeah i've known them since i was about 18 i would say we really got to be buddies around early 20s and they just I love them and they love me and we have like deep old long lasting friendships and so they're also really funny Uh uh-huh you know what I mean so it's that perfect mix of we're gonna do about 50% of it's gonna be real just asinine humor sure and real fifth grade level stuff sure really yeah and then half of it'll be and they'll it'll be like really good chatting and they'll happen interspersed someone will say something deep and then someone will just you know shred them with a lovely joke and it's gonna be sure That's so fun. That's I, wow, that was a long preface. I'm very excited, apparently. I haven't thought about it much, well, but here I am a, chatting. That's a really interesting priority. Like, I, I I, think that really says something about how much you value them, that y'all do this yearly or a couple of times a year and, like, yeah. make it happen. Do y'all all live in Florida? We do. These that are, helps. These, yeah, it's real hard, though, because this is the big... Uh, there is some reality to what will it be like when we live in DC? Will we still continue yeah. this? I think yeah. we will. We say we will. 
the proof will be in if we're actually able to do it because it's right now we drive an hour to each other meet uh-huh. in the middle this will be uh, you'll I believe have to the, fly i believe that yeah i believe the friendship is strong enough i believe the practicalities of life sometimes prohibit it but i i hope we do so this this year feels a little extra special because they know and we've talked about the fact that we're heading to dc so oh wow yeah that is interesting i mean i bet you're oh, yeah. kind of at the point where all those things are happening all the oh. milestones yeah we're like packing we're starting to pack. Are you really? Not like packing hardcore, but when you have a house to, I mean, one house goes on, our Orlando house goes on the market now, like in a week. Yeah. So it's like full go time with getting that house prepared and the people that we're renting it are moving out and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. And then the house that we live in, we've got the summer to get it ready, but then we start showing it soon, like in the next three or four weeks. And so it's like, it's like happening. It's very oh gosh. much happening. It's very thrilling and very crazy. And yes, these kinds of like, these kinds of realizations that are like, oh, this is probably the last time we'll go down and hang out with those folks. This is, are starting to happen. Are the girls feeling that too? Do they know that as profoundly as we know that as grownups? We're certainly telling them how they, how they feel it and perceive it or even have a sense of it. Because you know, when you're little, like a month is like years. You can't even, Uh uh the passage of time as you get older, I mean, we're clicking through months. So the fact that we're moving early August is like, whoa, that's tomorrow. Yes. For them, it's like, I have a whole summer? I'm not even done with school? Like, that's a million years from now. So it has not, I don't think it has hit on the same level, which is fine. They're a little, they're they're allowed to just be, they're a little more in the moment than maybe mm-hmm. the adults are, mm-hmm. which I think there's something to learn from that. That is really interesting. I I haven't moved cities in a while, but I have moved yeah. ho- homes and I've changed jobs and, and all things that you can kind of prepare for and that grieving of it isn't happening yet, but it's going to happen. Oh yeah. That's a real that's the real one. It's it's the anticipatory grief. Yeah. Is is like it's exciting because we know we're going to something exciting, but it's also this is big. And yeah. so they both are happening at the same time where we feel I feel both thrilled of just on it obviously I've been talking about it for the first third of the show about this not camping camping trip. Uh-huh. Um but at the same time I'm also like when I leave them, I will feel very sad in a different kind of way, not just yeah. that the trip is over, yeah, but that it's like, well, I wonder, I wonder if we'll be able to pull this off again, or if this is the end of a good decade long run, you yeah. know. Forgive me if I've talked about this before, yeah. uh, but you know, this is also real life friendship. But yeah, I, I remember when I used to teach elementary school, it would be like February and March that when the kids left that day, I would get teary about the summer. Oh, yeah, because everybody was still in their seats. We were still doing normal work. We hadn't done standardized testing yet, but I knew that we were not far from everything shifting. Cause once you do standardized testing, the rest of the year just kind of shifts Poof, and yeah. yeah. And, and you start cleaning up and you start doing field trips and you start having field day and you know, kids go on vacation. Everything just changes as you get toward April and May, which is really good because then by the time the end of May, the beginning of June is here, they're ready to go. You're ready for summer. The room is clean. Like it, the the progression is very natural. When things mm. were still normal, is when I was sad. Oh yeah, no that anti- that anticipating. You know yeah. it's coming. You you have walked this road before. You know the feeling. Yeah, realize like, that's just, It's hard. You can't avoid it, and there's nothing wrong with it, right? But it's like such a sneaky thing where it's like, no, everything is exactly as it should be right now, yes. and yet you just know in your soul change is coming. And I do think there's really something about uh, 
the difference of grief, it is, I don't know that one is better or worse or less or more, but it is so different to grieve something tragically instantly and to grieve something over a season before it happens. Yeah. I have no choice between which one I'd want more, but it is definitely the, and right now I would say like, gosh, I wish we could just, I wish it would just happen. Like I wish we could just be surprised, but then I would be so forlorn and feel so sad that I'd be like, oh, I wish I had had a couple months to prepare. It's like what you really want is to just avoid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. Which one makes the, me lets me avoid sadness? Answer, right. neither. Yeah. Yet wow. at the same time, opposite side of the coin, I have to be present because we do have a lot of time before we leave. And so I don't sure. want to get, like I can get so in my head that I'm just like to-do lists and things to accomplish, which I guess is the same thing. But just generally like looking forward, looking forward, looking forward, preparing, preparing my heart. Yeah. Consider that you fast forward and you're like, oh, I missed I missed a couple great months with great yeah, friends and I didn't right. I didn't consider this. And so part of it is being prepared and ready and walking through and acknowledging anticipatory grief while at the same time being extremely present in today. Like yeah. I'm not even letting myself too much think about the camping trip because it's like today Tuesday, the day we're recording, what does today bring? What will, I don't want to fast forward through today. And yeah. so it's holding those intention constantly. Yeah. I have a Bible verse hung up in the room where I um, read and pray in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And it is that seek first verse, but mm-hmm. it's in the, oh no, it's the do not worry about tomorrow verse. Sorry. But it's in the message version. And it's just oh, like yeah. very like, let today be today. And appreciate what you have today. I'm quoting it terribly, but it it is so helpful for me because in relationships or in work or in whatever, I don't have to jump all the way to what are we going to do this weekend? I can go, hey, be grateful for what did just happen or be grateful for what is at work. And on Friday or next Monday or in June with the tour, you'll be grateful for those days there. But you also have to plan and prepare and all the things. But but also kind of be in the day. I feel like I'm I feel like that may be the life learning yeah. for me is how to be in the day. That is I wonder if sometimes that isn't in a way part of the human condition is the pursuit of being really present yeah. in the now. Like how many different ways are there of doing it? Different religions, different, you know, contemplation, transcendental med- meditation, prayer, focused breathing. Just like Everybody, it seems like across the board, is in the pursuit of just trying to still the mind and be present in the mm-hmm. moment. And mm-hmm. gosh, we like are not really hardwired for that. No, <laughs> like we have no. to f- force that hard. And then the world tells me. I mean, I'm even just with work. I'm in deep into December right now with our calendar. Right. I'm. I am done with 2021 on the creative calendar, and right. so I can't help but. You know, I will start at nine o'clock thinking about nine months from now. Yes, that's right. And, and everybody's like that, right? We're all looking ahead. We're all looking mm-hmm. in some measure. So everything in the world pushes us to be not exactly where we are. And then that's we right. are constantly, I feel like, just fighting to be right here right now. Yes. And to varying degrees of success. Yeah. Yes. To varying degrees of success is yeah. the actual 100% mm-hmm. truth. <laughs> yeah. No question. Um. Uh. I have another question for you that's on my list that is such a sharp left turn, but I've been dying to ask you about this. This is what friends do. We are joking and then we're serious. Let's do it. How do you feel about those things where you mail off spit or blood? Okay. 
Um, <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. Like yes, ancestry yes. or, you yes. know, hormony things or mm-hmm. how do you feel about those things where you put your blood or your spit in the mail and mail it off? I'm going to preface this because I know what I'm about to talk about. And I just want to say if we have little friends listening, oh, probably a time we may want to just just hit the fast forward button a couple. Okay. okay. So here's the thing. I've done 23 and me. Sure. I did, I did it. Uh, so number one is the amount of spit they need is shocking to me because you're they're collecting it in a vial. And I'm like, really got to fill it up to that line. Like, it's a lot of. Yeah. Spit. Yeah. The idea of it being sent tracking my genes. I realize I know that there's probably something to be scared of with that, but it makes me it's disgusting to me. Yeah. The of idea course. of just mailing my spit. I've yes. never had to mail my blood. Have you? Yes. Am I? I mean, I guess I'll ask why, but that's really personal, right? Yeah, it's okay. just a different kind but, of test. I mean, that those are the two liquids you can mail. Well, I guess nope. there's ways you can mail other things too, isn't there? Yeah, those this are the, the two problem. that I have experienced personally. There are others, right. but Same. I just there are some of my friends. One of my friends has an absolutely wild story of her finding her biological <laughs> grandmother via. One of the twenty three of me kind of things because her mom was adopted, and oh, and she only had the kit because another friend had said, you know what, I don't want the government to have my DNA, and I have not one time thought about that until she told that part of the story. Yeah, I was like, when I thought about it, it was way too late. I had already had everything sequenced and uploaded to the internet. I'm like, oh well, I guess horses out of the stable. I probably shouldn't break the law now. Um, <laughs> Hey, friends, just interrupting today's show to tell you about our sponsor, and we love them so much. We'd also consider them a reverse sponsor because we <laughs> want to tell you about them either way. This is better help. You guys, what's interfering with your happiness and your health? What is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will help you assess your needs, match you with a licensed professional therapist. You start communicating in under 24 hours. It's really awesome. You connect in a safe and private online environment. It's really convenient. It is not self-help. It's not a crisis hotline, but it is professional counseling. One thing that I have loved, in addition to all the other things I talk about with BetterHelp, is you can, throughout the week, like there's a... um, chat function with your counselor. And normally you don't have a way in a traditional counseling setting to get a hold of your counselor. But this is like, I I just had a random question. It was like, what page in the book did you tell me the other day to read? And you're like, normally you just don't have that opportunity. But I was able to like put something in the chat and my counselor got back to me. And those little things add so much depth to the full relationship. And it's just super duper helpful. And also they're there for you if you need something throughout the week. These licensed professional counselors, are really skilled in things like depression and stress and anxiety, relationship stuff and problems sleeping and trauma, like the list continues, but they are great counselors that are uh, available for you and convenient and professional. I just love it and hope that you will take advantage of BetterHelp. Yeah, friends, we want you to start living a happier, healthier life today. So as a listener to our show, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash keep talking. Join over a million people, a lot of y'all and Eddie, who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash keep talking. I've had a friend that's had that similar experience with 23andMe. In my own family, we've had some interesting surprises that I can't get into because it's just not my story to share. But it's been 23andMe has been crazy. 
but there's the one that I see the commercial for that I've seen it for many times. And only recently did I realize what it was talking about. And this is where I got to tread lightly, but it's called Cologuard. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Okay. I'm going to tread real lightly because I really paid attention to it because the voice for it is Chris Parnell from SNL, I believe. Wow. Gosh, I haven't thought about him in a long time. He's very funny. Yeah, great voice. Once you start to hear him, you realize you hear him everywhere. Mm -hmm, And I think mm -hmm. it's Chris Parnell. I'm like, oh, that's Chris Parnell. And then, but the service is so gently, Mm -hmm. you have to send in not spit or blood. Can we just not go farther than that? Sure. You do, it's for our testing for really like colorectal cancer, things that are incredibly important to sure. do, right? Really, really important for those screenings. Mm-hmm. That's something I can't imagine mailing. Okay. Yeah. That feels that, I mean, that feels weird to collect that at your house and mail it. Does it feel weirder that I brought it up right now with you? Because uh, it feels like we've hit no? a brick wall of conversation here. No, no, no. I think the whole thing is weird. I, my reason for bringing it to you is I thought, I wonder if Eddie is anti this. Oh, you thought I might be. Yes. I thought this feels like Eddie's, Eddie will not like, like the idea of mailing off his personal DNA in whatever form you have to mail it off. I am oddly open about that stuff. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm with you. Horse was out of the barn. I had I had done it twice before I thought about what it meant I was giving to people oh, for yeah. the information. But as Social Dilemma taught us, we are the product, right? Like, oh, yeah. we're paying money for this. And the way we're getting our information back is by giving over our DNA. Yes. Had I watched The Social Dilemma there's a pretty strong chance I would have not done it. Ah. Because I but have now pulled... that you have done it, are you like, well, okay, I'll do that one too. Like if well, there was another one yeah. that came along. Kinda. I mean, it is too late. And so I've so a little bit. If there was something really hugely compelling, like I've thought about there's one, it's a company I think out of Texas uh-huh. that you can do a bunch of like um allergy tests, which I'm already getting allergy tests done here, yes, but they you can are. do a bunch of different kinds of medical testing. Like we're we're coming into an age where the idea of sending a fluid in a box to get test results is going to be as common as us going to a doctor. Like we're it's that's yes coming. to get more specific because actually one of the ones I'm doing is a medically one and mm-hmm. I'm going to take it to my doctor. Yes. Right. Right. We it's changed significantly too yes. with COVID because the idea yes. that we would be spitting in like I would say a year and a half ago most people have never spit into a vial. Now mm-hmm, most people mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. done this. So the sure. the level to which we are gaining in comfort, just saying like, yes, go ahead, take it, do a test, do whatever uh-huh, you need to uh-huh. do. Uh-huh, right. It's a weird thing. It's kind of a weird thing, but it, I wonder if it's going to really um, personalize our medical experiences in a new way. Yeah, like a la carte yeah. medical. Like I'm feeling this, so go ahead and order a test mm-hmm, for this. Mm-hmm. Yes, or you call your doctor and yeah, and the test mails to you or something, yeah. so, you know, somehow you, I don't know. I just think it's really interesting. I think it's very helpful. I think technology and science are fascinating. I'll be uber disappointed if they clone me without my permission. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you don't get to meet her. No, I do not want to meet. Well, I do need to meet yes. her to give her a heads up about something. You're like, let me tell you something. <laughs> what would you, this is such a hacky Q&A question, but truly you meet you. Now, hold on. If you're cloned, 
It doesn't. She didn't go by Annie. It's just body. But how different is the personality? I guess a lot of it I don't has know. to do with I've only watched nature. Orphan Black, where there were a bunch of them. And on Orphan Black, they all had different personalities. Mm. Or Multiplicity with Michael Keaton. Have not seen it, but is it similar? It's not as scientific. It's mostly like he found a way to multiply himself, and every different generation of himself got a little bit weirder. And so by like nine in, it's Michael Keaton being a crazy dude. And oh, it's all, yeah. It's, no, that's it's not all Orphan comedy. Black. Have you seen Orphan no. Black? No, is it scary? I don't like that. Um, no, it sounds it sounds scarier than it is. I think. I, let me preface by saying I never finished the show, so I don't know where it goes. <laughs> it is not for kids, but okay. the first season, I watched it when it was on TV. I think, and this woman, the in the very first episode, she sees someone at a train, like in a in a subway station, and the woman turns around and has her face, and then oh. she jumps in front of a train. And wow. so then the whole first season is this woman figuring out what in the world, how did someone else have my face? Who was she? She ke- takes her bag, you know, and because she drops her bag. Yeah. And, and so the, and then they, they find a bunch of them have, that have been cloned. Yikes. Yeah. So it's not scary. I mean, it's not like laugh. It's not, it's not yeah. uh, unbreakable. Kimmy Schmidt goes clone, you know, so it's not <laughs> right. like funny, but, but it's also it's, not Dexter. It's I'm dramatic. Gonna... No, I, I mean, says the girl, I do not remember. I can tell you what house I lived in and it was two houses ago. So it's been a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I'm, this is not me endorsing or not endorsing. This is me remembering that it was about cloning. Gosh, I would not have fathom a reason to clone myself. Nor I, nor I, I can't that I no. There are people that want to like live and live eternally and want to somehow, and I, I understand that, or people that like- I mean, we can talk themselves. about how you live eternally, though. No, I understand that, but I'm talking about like that don't <laughs> ever want to like stop life on Earth. Yes, yes, yes. That want to just keep living here. Yeah. Right. They just are frozen in the eventuality that they can be mm-hmm. unfrozen and brought back. I'm like, mm-hmm. that sounds like a nightmare scenario. Absolute to me. nightmare. Yeah. Like, no like after, after a good long run or even a good short run, like I'm like, we're good. It's fine. Hmm. I, let's- Let's move forward. <laughs> Let's move forward. I mean, uh, do you think Walt Disney is frozen? There's a lot of back and forth about that, isn't there? Yeah, I in mean, the world. Yeah, for sure there is. Neither way would surprise me at all. That's right. I guess I've heard that he's not. So, you know, but there's big companies that make a lot of money off this. The thing is, how do they stay in business? Because, like, you you really are thinking, okay, I'm allowing myself to be frozen, cryogenically frozen. Mm-hmm. But then... You're just assuming that this company somehow has a 300-year plan. <laughs> right, right, that they have a way. <laughs> right? That's got to be in the paperwork that you go like, hey, it's not just your business isn't going to go out of business, right? Right, like what is the plan here? I always wonder that about... Um, That's a great n- thought. Not to be macabre, but I think about it every time I pass a graveyard. Uh-huh. This is still a privately owned piece of land. It's not like a public cemetery. How, uh-huh. do this, how does this thing not at some point with a recession just go out of business? Yeah, And you're yeah. like, all right, well, it's a plot of land. I guess we build a Wendy's here or something. Right. Oh, Lord. Yes, that's exactly right. I don't know why I picked Wendy's. <laughs> I what would, would never pick Wendy's. Uh, I would pick. No, you know, you know what I picked, Taco Bell. Come on, girl. Oh, is that your, is that like your go-to fast food? Oh, listen, if I, yes, yes. I mean, Chick-fil-A is the one that like today I have to go from meeting A to meeting B and I will get Chick-fil-A in the middle. Obvi, yeah, Uh, Chick-fil-A. But Taco Bell's the one that I'm like, 
y'all want to get Taco Bell. I've told you this, and I sometimes take, when we go to the movies, I sometimes put a Taco Bell burrito in my purse. That is, (laughs) that is a classic move. It is more luxurious an experience than you could ever imagine. It's so luxurious to have a burrito while you're watching a movie in a theater. The thing about that's always gotten me when you've told me that is, oh, by the way, we went from graveyard business plan to Taco Bell yeah, in the yeah, theater yeah, yeah, yeah. in 13 seconds. Uh-huh. And I am, I'm endlessly proud of us. I just <laughs> want to step outside of it for a second. And now I'm going to fly back into it and say this. the What you lack in sound it, with the burrito, which I appreciate, uh, it's a quiet food. It's so a you can quiet it, food. But you really make up for it in smell. Because somebody's like, now that is not right. I smell a... That's where social right distancing theatering is going to really work <laughs> in my favor. Yeah, right. Because you got you got to figure that smell's not making it six feet. Forward. Yeah, no way, no way. And the person sitting with me, they knew because they got Taco Bell too. We were in the same car. Right. So even if it's packed, you're twelve feet from the next person that's that right. doesn't know that's the right. situation, and that's a nice. That's a nice. And movement. it's just a. Bur- I mean, it's just a burrito smell. I'm not bringing you know salmon. I'm bringing a brain right. burrito. Right, a steamed salmon and cauliflower yeah. medley. And I'd like to tell you that it takes me, uh, you know, 14 minutes to eat a bean burrito. But I wonder, really wonder, if I can make that thing disappear before a smell gets out anyway. Oh, 14 minutes? There's That's what no I'm saying. Way. There's no way. I mean, it takes me two minutes, maybe, to eat a bean burrito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, be- <laughs> a Taco Bell bean burrito is a appetizer as you prepare for dinner. Like, that's a... <laughs> That's a that's a three biter, maybe. <laughs> if I'm pulling the ripcord on Taco Bell, that that's bean burrito right. is getting me started as that's I move right. into the main entree. That's right. right? If I'm pulling the ripcord, yeah. if I've gotten in that to go line, that bean burrito is not the main meal. No, no, yeah. no, no. Unless no, I, I'm going to a movie. I want a Taco Bell concierge walking around <sighs> giving me a starter burrito as I am looking at the menu. Do you know there's a new Taco Bell in downtown Nashville, like on Broadway? Yes. And it is a sit-down restaurant. Yes. And it has margaritas. It is. It's called Taco Bell Cantina. Did you know this existed? I I I don't know any of it, and I'm just eating it all. I love Uh, all of it. We are going. It has a stage, of course it does, because welcome to Nashville. And it, uh, they serve the margaritas. Are they like Baja Blasts? Made oh, boozy. so it's full of Mountain Dew or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dur- a Dorito, a Dorito powder around the rim. Can you imagine? I mean, I just cannot wait to go. I'm not going to places. I haven't been downtown since all the pandemic, so I'm not quite there. But um, man, oh man, I am looking forward to it. Taco Bell Cantina. If anybody's been to a Taco Bell Cantina that's listening to this, I need you to give us some like, give me some words. Yeah, right. Help us out a little bit to understand what the cantina is. But I want to, now that we're on this, I would like to say a couple of things. Sure. One, Taco Bell. Do you remember, well, actually, let's do a choose your own adventure. Okay. Would you like to talk about restaurant, uh, like, like kinds of new restaurants, like reformatting of a restaurant that we know, or would you like to talk about Taco Bell menu? Oh gosh, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. What do you lean toward? I uh, talk about menu. Okay. Cause good. I, I have, I have been chasing this like rosebud in, in my mind for years. When okay. I was a kid, Taco Bell had something called a bell burger. Did you know about this? No, I do not remember. It is the most uncreative thing, but it was <laughs> pretty normal hamburger bun, like uh-huh. very normal, like, 80s kind of hamburger bun where people didn't realize like nobody had words for like brioche. Uh-huh. Like, it was just like everybody ate white bread and uh-huh. everybody just thought that was bread. Uh-huh. So 
Speaking of which, I'm right in the middle of an, a bread auto lease right now. So for people listening. So uh, anyway, sure. total boosh. So it was just <laughs> hamburger bun, not really toasted with taco stuff inside of it. Okay. A little bit of taco meat, a little bit of lettuce. They called it a bell burger. When I was a kid, I ate the absolute junk out of those things. That yeah. was, and I still taste it. Like I can taste it right now. <laughs> Honestly, it probably got discontinued 87, uh-huh. something like that, which means I'm well under 10. I still taste it and still wonder about it, and it doesn't exist. So you don't have any idea about this thing. Yeah, no, no I, nothing at all. Boy, that's a real bummer. I have been looking for a soulmate in this for a long time. I, nobody has I, had it. No. So few people have had it that I wonder sometimes if it existed. Really? And I haven't Googled it because I like to not Google this kind of stuff. Why? I don't know. It feels fun to have like a weird little mystery that I just every once in a while chase down. Like if I chat with someone and they bring up Taco Bell, it's like, oh, I'm going to bring this up and see if they knew about it. I could Uh find the answer in 10 seconds. Uh Uh-huh. Right. So you just rather leave the Taco Bell burger of the 80s. Someone's talked about on the internet, but you don't want to know. Yeah. Oh, there's a picture of it. There's a timeline of it. There's a recipe on how to make your own Bell burger. But there's some things that are just so fun to be like, someday I'm going to run across yeah. I'm going to be chatting with someone and she's going to be a lady that's owned Taco Bells for the last 50 years. Yeah. And she 100% remembers the Bell Burger. Can tell me why it went out of business, all of this. And it's going to be a great moment that I, that, yeah. That I'm going to let the part of the internet come to me. I like that stuff. Can I tell you? I'm not going to tell you anything except I did Google it. Okay. And it's actually called a Bell Beefer. Oh boy. Do you remember that? No. Now, this is what's interesting is I'm young enough. Maybe I can't read. And so there's a chance that my parents just called it a bell burger so that I would understand. Yeah. Bell beefer. Yeah. Now, that is a a nickname that I refuse to have, but someone is still being called bell beefer. I mean, I totally respect that you don't want to Google this, which is fine. Right. I'm not going to tell you anything the internet says about it, but I am going to give you some headlines. Okay. You, there are recipes to remake it. Okay. There are explanations of where it went. Mm. Um, there is scuttle about a secret menu. Um, there I love is secret menus. Have you ever I done the secret menu at In and Out? Secret menus. I love secret menus. Oh, they're the best. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of, as you imagine, there's a lot of uh, essays. About yeah. personal experiences with the bell beefer. My ability to join that community and <laughs> and and write an essay is so peaked for excitement. Uh, uh, oh, oh yeah, I love that kind of junk. I would write the complete oral history of <laughs> ride my bike to Taco Bell with a dollar, like no problem. I do a thousand words on that. <laughs> No we gotta find problem. a way to get that out. That has got to get out in the world. The world the really world deserves needs more it. So, oh, there's even a mental floss about 13 discontinued Taco Bell menu oh, items that should come yes. back. Mental floss is if I want to blow away a half a day of work. Yeah, listen, <laughs> that's the one. Mental floss is a website. Everyone just yeah. Google it. Um, and number one is the Bell Beefer, Eddie. Number one is the Bell Beefer of what's gone that should come back. I don't remember this, but there are a lot of pictures of it, and I see it, and I understand that it, you describing what it is. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a Mexican sloppy Joe. It's exactly right. That's yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah. And it was just a delicious. Now, Annie, we are at time. I need to ask you something. Okay. How? What on earth are we going to title this show? 
I mean, this was insanity. This show was insane. <laughs> there is no way to ta- to title this one correctly. Maybe we oh. just literally go with the, the, grief and beef about... and bell burger and bell beefer. There's, I mean, honestly, I don't want to end different the kinds show. Of grief but if and a if bell beefer, have, I mean, that's we've done our job here. <laughs> like. I feel proud of the work we've done. Yeah. Episode I 97 or something. 93. Oh, up to, how do you know? Th- oh, because you're the one that puts in the numbers. That's right. So 247. So like a couple weeks, we're going to be at episode 100. Yeah, we're very close. That's thrilling. We're way over 100 if you count our TSF quarantines. But as far as Annie oh, and Eddie yeah. keep talking, we're very close to 100. 100 episodes. You know, I've, I've barely That's done 100 like, episodes of Activist. Talking. <laughs> we have really kept talking. That is for sure. As is evident by whatever just happened in this beautiful last half hour that I would not trade for anything. Yeah, different kinds of grief and the bell beefer. No one is, now everyone listening is going to get how we got there, but they're not going to know how we got there when we started. And just a quick insert about mailing your bodily fluids, what happens to graveyards when it goes out of business. Uh I'd say we we really did the work today. Uh Yeah, and that's probably it for us. We don't need to probably talk about those things again. I can oh, no. circle around to the bell beef for a hundred times, but we're probably done talking about mailing off fluid. The the brick wall that I the, the Annie F Downs brick wall, which is it's a real soft brick wall. You don't know you've hit it until you've hit it, was pretty apparent. I was like <laughs> I was like, oh, she's not gonna yes and this conversation. I don't think, well, I don't know, because I just took me a minute to get around exactly what yeah. we were discussing. Yeah, I was talking in code, and once you re- finally realized it, I became very happy because I thought, ah. Ah, yes, here's I, the end of this. Ah, uh, yes. we've we've hit the end of this trail. Let us now take a break. Right. Well, I hope you're currently, as we're listening to this, having a great time oh, on your you. glamping trip with your friends. Yes, when this comes out, Friday morning, I will be on a boat. So just yes. everybody, I'm, I'm on a boat. You're on yeah. a boat. Have a great time, buddy. Friends, Thanks, go God. wash your hands. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. <laughs> Bye, buddies. <laughs>